Welcome to Central Coast Voices, a program addressing the changes faced regionally, the need for and consequences of change, and how today's choices impact tomorrow's community. This program is provided in collaboration with the San Luis Obispo Community Foundation and KCBX. Chris Kington Barker is your host for today's show with guests representing At Her Table, a culinary series that celebrates Women's History Month by supporting 300 plus women owned or co owned restaurants along the Central Coast. We do invite you to join in the conversation today by calling your questions or comments in to 805 781 3875. And with that, let's join Chris Kington Barker and her guests. Over to you, Chris. Thank you, Brad. At Her Table is an event committed to elevating awareness, support, and connection among entrepreneurs in food, beverage, and lodging industry. Joining me today to talk more about its history, upcoming events, and future are Michelle Barrera, the founder of At Her Table and owner of Enjoy Slow, Brittany Irochetta, chef and owner of Momotaro. Am I saying that right? Uh, it's Momotaro Ramen. Momotaro yeah. Ramen. And Elena Martinez, proprietor for Top Winery, and welcome to all of you. I'm really excited about this show because we've been doing a little bit of talking before the show, and they've just been absolutely going on and on and on and on about a lot of information that I think you're going to get a lot of kick out of. And so I'm going to start with a really obvious question of what is at her table? So at her table, we're an organization that supports women-owned and co-owned businesses on the Central Coast who are in the uh, hospitality industry. So we cover food, beverage, and lodging. And what we do is we host networking events, educational events, and our key initiative is our festival that happens in March in honor of Women's History Month and International Women's Day. And so that's kind of the overarching thing. But I want to talk more about this, this whole project. So you, um, you have been kind of at the and we're, we're talking right now with Michelle. So Michelle, this was, was this a brainchild of yours? Was this something that kind of how did this happen? This brainchild happened actually because of another woman. I was trying to make a to go box that was seven course seven courses during the pandemic and I had seen it done in the big cities and I wanted to do it and I promised myself as a woman I'm going to reach out for support I'm not going to do this alone anymore and I reached out to restaurants in SF and LA who were doing this just to get an idea of how to do it and nobody answered me one woman answered me her name was Dina Sampson she is the founder of Regarding Her, and she's the owner of Rosso Blue and Superfine in Los Angeles. And when she got back to me, she gave me all the links to where she bought her materials. She gave me her menu, and she said, if you want to use this, go ahead and edit it. And this was so unusual because I came from a place in L.A. where, hey, people are women are competitive. They don't want to support each other, and it blew my mind, so... We connected, and she really inspired at her table. So, yeah. And, and so you, you were inspired by that and thought, wait a minute, one person out of all the people that you contacted responded to you and put a hand out. Yeah, and can, I think what's powerful about that story is you can be one person and make a difference because Dina's voice resonates 
to a county that's not close to LA, and it's yeah. created this large change. And at her table is different from regarding her in a number of ways, but we're very supportive of each other. And I want to acknowledge them and thank them because I would not be here and it wouldn't exist without that conversation that we had. So out of that grew this effort. And what what is this effort? What's the essence of this effort of at her table? Uh, the essence of it really came from a question she asked me. She She said, hey, how many women-owned businesses can you name? Right there on the spot. And I remember, I do enjoy slow. I'm familiar with many businesses. And I could only name five or ten off the top of my head. I felt embarrassed. And it. I struggled with it. So I wanted to give her an answer. And then I started reaching... Uh, I started researching and I realized there were just hundreds and they were being overlooked and I was overlooking them as a woman and I knew we had a problem and we needed to do something to change this. I love this story. How did you two become involved? So I'm, I'm going to start, Brittany, with you. Yeah, of course. Um, actually, I think, I think officially we've been stating it's our third year doing At Her Table, but is it technically our first? I guess it would be our kind of. fourth, but we've only been around for three, three years. years. So. <laughs> um, so after that first, I think, initial year, I got a call from Michelle, and um, it was very much on a whim, a fast track of us trying to get these ideas together, having this conversation. And she was explaining to me what she pretty much exactly what she just said, that we were wanting to really look into women-owned businesses, co-owned businesses in our area. And uh, she asked if it was something that I would be interested in, if I had an interest in it. At the time, my partner and I both had um, our ramen shop, Momotara Ramen. We also had a sandwich shop. And uh, it was something that initially just I'm more of a behind the scenes person originally. And I tried to stay out of the light, I think, for a lot of things. So it was a little intimidating. But with the message that Michelle was trying to really have kind of shine through, I realized that it was for people that are like me that most people realize my partner is the face of our business. And there's two of us. So I said, absolutely. And within two weeks, uh, came up with our first special um, for our menu at the ramen shop and pretty much haven't looked back since every year that she has brought it back and it has collectively gotten bigger and bigger. The support has gotten incredible. Um, we The first year, I don't even remember how many people were participating in total. And I think we were just discussing previously, we're over... 200, I think, businesses now, which is amazing. And that's just on the Central Coast, right? It's San Luis Obispo County. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we haven't even reached out. You haven't even gone further. the full Central Coast. That's just San Luis Obispo County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. And Elena, how about you? Sure. Yeah, I um, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Dina from Rosa Blue. Uh, she is such a great individual. Um, but as great as she is, we have an incredible individual representing the Central Coast and at her table, which is Michelle. Uh, Michelle and I um, crossed paths early on um, as we were starting our careers. Uh, she joined our wine club and has been supporting us since then. <laughs> and what's wonderful about the Central Coast is that, you know, you're neighborly with one another. 
another and you're supportive of one another. Um, and through this organization, we get to uplift us ladies. We get to have fun. We get to laugh. We get to acknowledge and provide one another the resources if someone should need resources. But for me, it's just embracing these uh, very strong, independent, and self-sufficient ladies that I consider my friends. So it's, it's a privilege to be uh, involved. And um, although we've only been involved the last couple of years in capacity, I think the first few years were just restaurants. Uh, since we're a winery, once we were allowed the inclusion, I did a little happy dance at home. And uh, I'm so excited to represent, um, you know, the winery aspect for At Her Table. And like many industries, the culinary industry, the wine industry, it's hard work, long hours. Mm-hmm. And you were you were saying, uh, Brittany, that you were you get head down in your industry for fifteen, sixteen hours a day. You can, and it's hard to really notice that there's other people around, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. So, how you know how is this having a different effect on you what is it what is what has it done to kind of wake you up to some uh, other ways of being in your work in in an industry that you love I think personally the biggest thing that it's really done for the industry is it's really kind of woken us up um, aside from the fact that the industry is always going and I think that everybody knows whether it's you're looking at a restaurant or if you're looking at going wine tasting or anything, it's really brought awareness to our industry. Um, I don't think that even myself, and like Elena had just said, we are very neighborly here on the Central Coast. That's how a lot of us are so connected. One of the things that I think a lot of our guests and customer base will always say is like, you know, they were referred from X, Y, or Z. And then they are shocked to understand or find out later that we knew so-and-so that referred them elsewhere as, excuse me, as well. And I think that what it has really done is kind of highlight the fact that so many of us women are present and that we're not just this behind-the-scenes character in a lot of the businesses that we are at the forefront, whether or not you see somebody there all the time, a lot of the time it's because you wear so many hats Mm -hmm. that it really just has given us the opportunity to almost just say, I see you to your neighbor, you know, whether it's the, if somebody in the next restaurant isn't necessarily the chef, but they are, you know, the owner next door and you see them coming in and out daily, but you just didn't put two and two together a lot of the time. We're all guilty of it, but it's just really, I feel like brought the conversation more, I guess you can kind of say around the table for a lot of us. It has highlighted women. It's given us a platform also. Um, And, you know, we'll hear it from everybody. Do we really need this month or, you know, do we need to take this time to highlight us? And it, why not? Yeah. We're, we're just as much deserving of it than anybody else. Um, and so I think that absolutely what we're doing is just bringing back and really kind of highlighting what we are capable of and really what people are already enjoying, just making them realize who's doing it for them. Michelle, with the events and with the three years, what have you really seen as some of the gems that have come out of this? I think the gems are definitely the women and it's their stories that come forward and these connections that are made during the festival. 
some of the things that we've done in the past. We had Portrait Day, and I looked at it as a superficial kind of idea. Oh, you're getting a wonderful portrait. It was created by Kristen Casillas of Orale Taqueria, and you know when she brought it forward, I'm like, oh, this sounds so cool. But when we did Portrait Day, the the women had never, a lot of them had not done things like this for themselves before. Mm. So the women were crying. There were some who told me, hey, you know, I am with my child all the time. I don't have an up-to-date headshot. This was the only time I took for myself. And they cry. And I, the things that we do, they create such a big impact. And I do believe that at her table and the women participating, they are examples to other women on the Central Coast of what we can achieve. I love it. I'm Chris Kington Barker with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, your Central Coast listener-supported radio station. My guests are Michelle Barrera, the founder at Hat Her Table, owner and enjoy slow, and Brittany Urshetta, chef and owner of Momotaro Ramen, and finally, Elena Martinez, who is the proprietor for Top Winery. In recognition of Women's History Month, we're talking about At Her Table, an event committed to elevating awareness, support, and connection among entrepreneurs in the food, beverage, and lodging industries. We invite you to call and join our discussion by adding your comments and questions. If you've had an opportunity in the last three years to attend one of the events, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 805-781-3875. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you know, the overall mission of this is elevating women and creating connections. And at the event, you're also creating connections in the various things that you're doing in your industries, right? You're bringing together, it sounded like in the conversation before we started the show today, that you're bringing together wines and foods and combinations that like you as women are different kinds of elements and constructions that didn't exist before. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, what I think it's wonderful is that you have such a variety of human beings that are participating at her table. And the more we see female entrepreneurship, diversity within those female entrepreneurship, the more we realize this is common. It's not common now, but we hope in the future it will be commonplace. So I think what's so wonderful about At Her Table is highlighting it so that one day it is um, normal <laughs> that every business has a woman-owned business that's ran by a woman. Um, and so right now, just to play a small little aspect to that one day this will be common, it's exciting. Um, and so the participation makes it, um, you know, pretty meaningful uh, for the organization, for myself as a participant for the organization on these early years of inception. Yeah, absolutely. What? Um, let's talk a little bit about when we talk about events, what are we talking about? Because you have over 40 events that are going to happen between March 1 and March 10 here in San Luis Obispo County. So can you give us a little sampling of what we might look forward to? Yeah, and I I think I want to speak into that where, yeah, they are events, but to me they're stories. They're stories about the women. One of the requirements to participate in At Her Table 
is you're collaborating with another woman and it's story forward. We want to know about these businesses. We want to make connections. This year, we have a number of signature events, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but we're welcoming back the James Beard Foundation to our area. They are from the East Coast, and they support the growth of the culinary industry. They haven't been here in almost two decades, so Mm. we're excited to bring that recognition back to Slow County. Another thing is we just got approval to move forward with fireworks in Atascadero for International Women's Day. We can talk about the history of it a little later, but this is so important because it's never been done on the Central Coast. It's not been done in California, and we researched this has not been done nationally other than in Disneyland. And why not? Why can't we have this special day together as a community? Men and women are going to, they're all, everyone's invited, and we just want to celebrate and show that we care about women and women are important. So talk a little bit about an example of a story a story that leads into something that happens in one of these 40 happenings. May I go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for myself, we do have an event um, on Monday, March the 4th. And it's a collaboration with so many ladies within the Central Coast. So uh, the Hatch is owned by a very intelligent and wonderful human being who happens to be female ran, Maggie. Uh, she owns the Hatch. She owns Stella's. Um, and we're collaborating with Libretto. Uh, Libretto's owned by Kate Smith and other remarkable, talented uh, female lady um, who owns Libretto for jazz and music. Um, She will have an artist named Dawn um, who will um, be um, playing that evening for us. Um, uh, The Hatch and Della's, I guess their um, property owner, um, is an incredible lady in our community who also owns um, a little studio shop um, named um, Pine... um, I think it's Artists on Pine. Artists on Pine, yes. Yes, Yes. Yes. I apologize. Beautiful studio. Yeah, and um, we will have some artists, all female artists, three incredible artists, Mm -hmm. um, at our kind of cocktail hour where we get to embrace one another, where we get to get caught up with one another, where we get to be present for one another, um, and we get to realize that there are so many female-ran businesses we're not unique in the Central Coast. We have strong businesses that are ran by businesses um, by by females, um, and our partners will be there. My husband will be there, hundred percent supportive, but hundred percent aware that you know he makes our wine, and um, I kind of run our operations and run our show. And so it's going to be great to have the support of our not only ladies within the community, but our male gentlemen in the community. I know a lot of the my guy friends will be there from other wineries and restaurants and so um, it's definitely a very inclusive event but what I love like how Michelle mentioned it's a day to collaborate with other ladies that you might not have um, collaborated with you might have not have been aware and um, I think it's a great day just for awareness and support yeah and so all of the all of the different happenings are really around that kind of a theme, right? Mm-hmm. Of a collaboration, of finding ways of bringing different people with different genres together and combining those talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about another one? 
Yeah. Um, so I have the privilege on uh, Friday, March 1st, actually, I will be one of the featured chefs for the Friends of James Beard dinner that is being held at Sensorio. So we are doing, it will be myself and then chefs Megan Loring, Betsy Villa Gomez, and Rusty Quirk. And we are all going to be doing a four-course dinner at Sensorio. So it'll be over the Field of Lights. Mm. And um, what's really great, I feel like, about the dinner this year that is different I think then the previous previously we've done an untamed dinners um, and then I think this year it's taking place of untamed mm-hmm. technically is that we've all kind of individually taken on courses um, and then presented those to the guests. This is our first year that all four chefs we all came together and collaboratively came up with a menu together. Oh wow! And so um, what's I feel like really unique for that is that we all have very different backgrounds uh, just throughout the culinary aspect. Um, And so we, one, I think only two of us have ever worked together previously. Um, And then so having four people, some of us had, you know, never met prior to our first meeting and getting together, sitting down, we got to taste through the wines that we were going to be pouring that evening to then establish a menu. And, it was really lovely to be able to just brainstorm with some other women and to see how all of our creative processes worked. But what's going to be really unique about the dinner is that you'll be able to just kind of see that through the collaboration, all of our different approaches, you're going to get just different styles of food, different flavor profiles. And the dinner is going to just be amazing. In general, we're going to have um, Carson Butler Events is going to be leading the dinner as far as, um, and I don't know if anybody here on the Central Coast has gotten to be a part of any of those events before, but they just did the Lunar New Year downtown, um, which was, I'm sure, I didn't get to go personally. I was at the restaurant, but incredible looking. Um, I know I've worked with Amber Carson before. Everything she does is beautiful. And so personally, just really looking forward to the fact that we get to do all of these things showcased while James Beard is coming back to the Central Coast is really a big honor. And when you when you have chefs that what is that like for you as a chef who is preparing a certain kind of food Mm -hmm. to work with a chef that's doing a completely different kind of food and combine your your talents and your your tastes and the the food together. To be honest, um, it's not as big of a challenge, I think, as most hmm. people would expect it to be. As long, I think it comes down to ego. Honestly, it's uh, probably the first and foremost is biggest there some thing. Ego there? Uh, no, <laughs> honestly, I think with a lot of women, or there wasn't at this meeting. I guess I should start by saying uh, we all worked really well together. But I think that's the biggest thing. It's everybody was willing to be heard, and we all we're fine with that aspect of it. But it's one thing I think if everybody had their own individual courses and then trying to make sure that those all flow together to make a cohesive dinner. Uh, It's another thing when we're all trying to have components of a dish and making sure that we can understand a flavor profile. And I think that just comes into other people's experience Um, and us being able to just play off of one another. It's almost like when you call like when you get writer's block and you get to call somebody to try to get through or like I'm sure 
when it comes to wine. If you know you get if something is stuck or not moving, you call for advice. It was almost like that, but instead you got to phone the friend right next to you. Yeah. Uh, so we got to work <laughs> through everything right then and there, which was incredible. And then in turn, the wine was right there as well. Um, we were luck- or fortunate enough to have one of the um, wineries had someone on their behalf there as well. I was like, she wasn't the winemaker, sorry. Um, but, and so in turn, you know, we got to bounce things off of them as well. We all got to see, it's interesting, you know, just because I might pick up on a certain note on a wine doesn't mean that that would be what Elena or Michelle did as well. So hearing all of our different tasting notes was really cool too. So it was a really pleasant yeah. menu design, in my opinion. How much do you think, Michelle, that this is um, that what was described by Brittany right now is because that's really the platform of at her table? I mean, it's about collaboration. It's about elevation. It's about not finding ways to compete, but finding ways to work together so that everybody's rising. I think what, speaking into what Brittany said, collaboration and connection, that spirit lives within women and society puts it in a way that we need to compete or so-and-so is trying to screw you. But deep inside, women function as a community. And Mm -hmm. people told me when I came up with doing an untamed dinner with different women that I was crazy that they were going to fight And it's never been that case because these women know what they're representing and the example that they're setting on the Central Coast. And they always make it happen. They pull through and they create a beautiful dinner together. Yeah. And when you're talking about that, you look emotional when when you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It it means a lot to me. Yeah. When I see these women collaborate, it is inspirational in a field where – we're supposed to compete. Society would say that or don't you should distrust someone. These women open themselves in a vulnerable place to work with people they've never worked to trust the process. Mm-hmm. I come up with these crazy ideas really last minute. I call them. I'm like, this is nuts. But can we can we create this and bring this to the Central Coast? And they're ride or die. They're like, let's just do it and see what happens. And I am very grateful for that. Yeah, I can I can only imagine and I can see the power and the emotion behind that and it touches me as well cuz it doesn't have to be uh do or die. It can really be everybody wins in that and um and it doesn't have to be isolation. The isolation that you talked about about trying to create something in a pandemic that you didn't know how, you were just looking for some help. And um, I'm glad that you found the mentor that you did (laughs) to reach out to. I wish that more of us could find that person. And maybe this is the start of something really big. Yeah, and I think it's more than just finding that person. I think people should aim to be that person and to step forward and support another person, whether you be man, woman, LGBTQ, we all have the ability to lead and to create change wherever we go. Yeah. And we're going to take just a couple of minute break right now. And Brad, I'm going to go back to you. And uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. All right. We will return to Chris Kington Barker and her guests on Central Coast Voices in just a moment. 
Brad Kyle here with this item from the KCBX Community Calendar. You can drink beer for a good cause and support Habitat for Humanity on Wednesday, February 21st from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. at a beer fundraiser at Wildfields Brewhouse in Atascadero. Partial proceeds from drinks purchased will go towards building and restoring housing for families in our community. To find out more, you can visit the website at habitatslo.org or you can visit our calendar page at kcbx.org which features arts, entertainment, and nonprofit events in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and southern Monterey counties. You can submit your item or event to be shared on the calendar page, and you will find it right there on the website at kcbx.org. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Next time on Latino USA. What happens when a transportation agency turns a residential neighborhood in Los Angeles into a ghost town? We find the families who are reclaiming these empty homes. The state is literally hoarding these houses that are empty while people are suffering on the streets. That's next time on Latino USA. On the next Fresh Air, how New York City is struggling to cope with the surge of migrants from the southern border streaming into the city, many on buses sent by southern governors. More than 60,000 are in New York shelters, and the cost of their care is in the billions of dollars. We'll speak with the New York Times reporter Andy Newman, who's covering the crisis. Join us. The rate of inflation is slowing, yes, but prices are still much higher than they were in the before times. Specifically, we remember the low prices. We don't remember how much less money we made. I'm Amy Scott. Sticker shock for people and businesses alike. Next time on Marketplace. Voters of color in a New York City suburb have a novel approach to protecting their voting rights, challenging a redistricting map under a state voting rights act. This is about housing. This is about resources for schools. About environmental justice. Always have to fight for everything we, we need. And now we have to fight for representation. That story on All Things Considered from NPR News. And that's still ahead on our Thursday here on KCBX. It's Latino USA coming up uh, following this program at 2 o'clock, followed by Fresh Air at 3, Marketplace at 4, and then a wrap-up of the day's news on All Things Considered from 4.30 to 6.30, leading to an evening of music. Right now, let's return to Chris Kington Barker and her guests on Central Coast Voices. Back to you, Chris. Thank you, Brad. Welcome back. And you are listening to the voices of Michelle Barrera, the founder of at her table and owner of Enjoy Slow, Brittany Iracheta, chef and owner of Momotaro Ramen, and Elena Martinez, uh, proprietor for Top Winery. We're talking about the um, At Her Table um, event and the At Her Table, what do you call that? Is it, It's a nonprofit. It's um, It's... More than just something that happens once a year, it's happening through the year because it's continually happening. It's an effort at, it's a mission, right? At elevating other women in the industry of food, culinary, all culinary, wine, and hospitality. And so um, we've been talking about the events and some of the stories around this um, this whole brainchild that happened with Michelle, 
um, about three or four years ago. But now we want to talk about a little bit around some of the specifics. And Michelle kind of alluded to one event that's going to be happening that is a feature event in um, Atascadero for Women's Day. And this is kind of tied into the Women's Day. It's a fireworks celebration in Atascadero, and that fascinates me. Can you talk more about it, Michelle? Yeah, we are so excited to have the support of Visit Atascadero and City of Atascadero in this new event. We decided to have fireworks for International Women's Day. It has not been done before on the Central Coast, no record of it in California. And when we researched, we couldn't find it done nationally other than Disneyland. But like I said, I don't think we're going to count Disneyland. They do it all the time. But there's a reason we chose Atascadero as the place, and a lot of people may not know it. Atascadero is very rich in the history, in, in women's history. It was the birthplace of the Women's Republic. It was one of the first places a woman could own land before the right to vote, and you could be unmarried, which was mind-blowing at the wow. time. Women would flood to Atascadero to live there, and just with everything over time, that history disappeared, and... We want to bring it back. We're going to be having free tours of City Hall, tapping into these stories. We're going to have a rooftop mixer at Cielo where you can watch the fireworks and have a drink. And we're also going to be partying in Sunken Garden. And we're inviting everyone to come. Bring your kids, bring your husband, partner, and your best friend. Yeah, I love that. When, so when is this going to happen? It's going to happen Friday, March 8th, in honor of International Women's Day. And the event will run from 5 to 7 p.m. Fireworks are going to be at 7. Okay. Okay. And uh, are there activities for the kids, too? They can go on the tour of City Hall, and Great. we are in the process of working to get booths. And we're going to have to wait and see. We just, This is very... New for us, we just got the approval to move forward yesterday, so I am definitely scrambling. I'll and bet. if there's anyone there who wants to sponsor, please hit me up at hertable.com. <laughs> shameless plug. Well, and I think it is shameless, very shameless, <laughs> however necessary. And, you know, at her table is a nonprofit, right? So you are carried for these events and they are underwritten do you do you have sponsors or do you have grants or how do you fund some of these efforts we're really lucky since the very beginning i'm going to shout them out travel paso with their event grant has supported us visit atascadero city of atascadero and i just want to thank all the vendors over the years all about events has always pulled through this year, we're working with Avenue 12. Oh, my goodness, they're, they're wonderful as well. We're working with Precious and Bloom and Sweet Beginnings for this year's Sensorio Dinner. Everyone who comes forward, I think there's a misconception because of the marketing that we do that At Her Table is very wealthy and we have a giant team. The truth is, it is me with... My husband being yelled at in the background and all these amazing women really just supporting me, volunteering their time. We grew really fast and I can't say I was fully prepared for it. Every year I learn, every year I try to be better and we need support. If there's anyone who ever wants to sponsor, we do need it and we want to see this event thrive and grow on the Central Coast. 
Are there opportunities for volunteers, or do you need volunteer help in some way? Are there different things that these events require for operational support that you need volunteers for that would be helpful? Yes, we definitely need volunteers. If you go on athertable.com, there is a volunteer section. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And I think there's a donation aspect, oh, yes. too, on every ticket, correct? Yes. So, you yeah. can donate when you purchase a ticket, and there's also a donation available through our website. So can you give some examples if people are looking for an idea of what it might cost for some of the evening stuff that you've talked about that are cost events or some of the food events? Can you talk a little bit about the pricing of those? They they range. range. Um, we Our highest ticketed one is a Sensorio dinner. That is a fundraiser. It goes, the profits go back to James Beard Foundation and at her table. And we also have free events too. The International Women's Day event, that's free. We try to cater to everyone's needs. Every year at the end of at her table, we do a survey. We constantly keep getting demand for family-friendly events. So someone created, um, I'm sorry, MCV Wines, uh, they are having a family fiesta workshop. We get feedback that, hey, we, we want to see events without alcohol. So we're now having a sober, curious Sunday mm-hmm. to accommodate that. These are, we, we take everyone's feedback seriously and we do our very best. And what, what does a sober, curious Sunday look like? What's involved in that? So, what can we expect? Sober Curious Sunday is going to happen at Region. It will be led by Jamie Lewis, who has the Consume podcast. Uh-huh. We have five industry leaders, Rachel from Oceano Wines, Dominique from Root Elixirs, Lauren from Yes Cocktails, Michelle from To Be Honest Beverage Company, and Sandy Sigurdsson. They're going to be on a panel and speaking into uh, a Sober Curious lifestyle. Oh, Okay. And then, oh, there's there's going to be food from Ren Foods and Trumpet and Vine Catering. So, of course, there's going to be food and drink. It's at her table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd like to talk a little bit about how, um, if you have, personally, was there some story, some event, some person that kind of started you along your path in the industry that you're in? And I'll, I'll start with you, Brittany. How did you get involved in the work that you're doing now? Honestly, it's uh, I can't say that there was uh, any specific person that got me into the path that I am now. I definitely not, I could say, cooking the food that I probably foresaw I would be. My background is actually all in pastry and bread. Um, and I know both ladies here have been fortunate or I don't know fortunate is the right word fortunate. Uh, <laughs> um, but I have had the pleasure of definitely being able to bake for both of them but um, <laughs> I actually grew up here on the central coast and uh, before moving to Los Angeles I originally went to La Cordon Bleu in Pasadena but I worked at Cowboy Cookie in high school at the original location what? on Choro Street. So I worked for the Millhollands. I remember and Cookie on yes, Street. And yeah. I was 15 years old, and I operated the business uh, at one point. And it really, I think a lot of it, I had a passion for 
learning about baking and everything that went into it. But I also really learned about like a checklist, learning how to keep things really precise. We did production there, but I was doing it all by myself. And at one point, not at the gates, but, and so for me, I really realized that even though I had an expectation to go to college, I wanted to pursue culinary. And so that's what kind of was the deciding factor for me to pursue that as a career. Um, It's actually due to my partner that we are currently restaurateurs. I wouldn't say it's because of him, but uh, we actually are in the savory side just due to the fact that that is where life has taken us. Um, And we opened a ramen shop, Momotaro, because our biggest thing was, one, we, we search out ramen where we are, anywhere that we're traveling, and we felt that we had a huge void to fill here in the Central Coast. Um, and my partner, he is um, his grandmother was born um, in Okinawa. And so for us to feel like we could, one, honor his family, kind of highlight you know his background and be able to bring something to our area, that's what we were doing. But that's kind of what got us into doing that specifically. And then I get to make right now, like today's Thursday, we have a katsu sandwich special. So I get to bake all of our bread (laughs) (laughs) for that. (laughs) You're getting Michelle all excited about the baking. How about about you, Elena? That's a great question. I think, you know, not only is it in the professional aspect that I see like a representative that kind of opened up my eyes, but I do want to start back to just growing up. I mean, I grew up with a very beautiful, independent mom who also instilled in me those values that I was beautiful and that was independent and that I can do anything that I'd like to do. So with that in mind, I knew that whatever career I entered, I would do my best and I had the skill sets to be successful in that career. I happened to pick careers where ladies were very heavily involved, uh, real estate and in foreclosure in the office that I managed, um, most supervisors at that specific office were ladies. Um, and then, you know, pivoting from corporate America into pursuing my love and passion of wine, it wasn't until I entered the wine world that I realized I'm the only chick at these wine tasting seminars, <laughs> that I'm the only chick kind of super passionate. Um, I'm the only wife that's being included in things. And I saw wow. the disparity a little bit of, um, not necessarily every event being inclusive to female. Um, But I remember picking up the Wine Enthusiast, or pardon me, Wine Spectator uh, magazine, and I saw Helen Keplinger on the magazine, and my husband was, like, super impressed. He's like, wow, Helen's, like, graced it on her own. And I was like, you're so right. She graced it on her own for being a female winemaker that I realized, wow, this is unusual because that's not the norm. And, um, you know, just being a wine nerd and being impressed by her gracing um, the Wine and Spectator magazine on her own, as we started our own organization at Top Winery, I realized that there are plenty of ladies involved. We may not get the recognition. And the more we are visually in front of um, the public, it will become commonplace. So that's my goal. Oh, I love that story. And kudos to your relationship, too, and your partner in life and your partner in your business, too. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to go over to you, 
Michelle, and ask you the same question of what what was the beginning for you? Was it the bento box that you were looking to create, or was there something before that that inspired you to get into the field that you were working? I just always loved the food industry when I was living in Los Angeles, and I was obsessed with it, and that's how I got into it. I thought my journey with Enjoy Slow was so interesting. I was covering local events, and I won't forget it. I did a fashion show at Madonna Inn where I danced, and I sucked, but what ended up happening is I was venting to uh, one of my guy friends, oh, I did so bad, but... He said, no, this is really great that you did it because someone sees someone like you and you did it and you're inspiring them that I can do it too. And I'm where I am today, not only for the work I'm doing, but people helped me rise. I have to say, Stacy from Solterra Strategies has really supported me and men allowed me to rise without her table. Ryan from Sensorio having faith to allow me to use such a beautiful space. Lannon from Danier Kitchen, he has been there since the beginning, just really supporting me. My husband, he's at the winery, um, he, at his, our friend's winery, waxing the new at-her-table wine bottles by himself. <laughs> like, he will be there till 5. And he always encourages me every day. Everyone, I'm really thankful. I wouldn't really be where I am without this community and... I appreciate everyone stepping up, and I'm really honored. Also, Amber Carson helping me with this year's James Beard dinner. Honestly, if people just knew the intricacy of it, we shouldn't really be able to do something like this, but it's because the whole community came in to support and all these amazing wineries and businesses just donating their time and effort to us. What kind of feedback have you been receiving from the people who participate in the events, not necessarily from the people who are participating as as restaurateurs or as the vendors, but the people who are participating, going to the event to take it to really enjoy the food, the the wine, what you are co-creating for them. What's their experience of it that they give you feedback about? Oh, they, they really enjoy it. I think for them, it's emotional because it is that special time where they connect and they need that opportunity to do so. That's why At Her Table exists and we do these events. We get busy. Life goes by. It's crazy. And you need that pause, that reminder that, hey, we're a community. We can meet new people and create new things. Has this been an inspiration, do you think, for younger um, folks that are coming into the industry of how they can do it a little bit differently rather than going at it alone, but to find some way to draw from the experience of other people? And I'll go I'll go over to you, Elena. Sure, yeah. I, I get the pleasure in participating in some of the events that at her table will have throughout the calendar year. And um, it's really great now that, you know, I guess I'm somewhat of a seasoned business. I'm finally celebrating our 10-year anniversary oh, in business pretty, yeah. and um, just to have some of the newer producers you know pick our my brain and how I got started and some of the challenges that they're experiencing so it truly is a great network ability um, to just possibly just be a form of encouragement 
or of knowledge to someone that is just getting up and started. But um, I think we talked about earlier, I try to also make an effort on participating in some of the events and um, discovering some of the up-and-coming um, talent. Because uh, the reality is, as you know, I phase into my 20 years of doing business, my 30 years of doing business, someone else is going to pave the way in the future. And um, what I don't want to do is... Um, go let great talent go unrecognized and so um, last year I was able to um, participate um, at one of the at her events where they highlighted Ariana um, and because she's creating her own little wine label and so this year I'll I'll pencil myself in for something Um, and it just gives um, me a great opportunity if they do have questions they can feel free Um, but I think just the community itself, not only with At Her Table, just the Central Coast, like we talked about, it just being neighborly. We are all at the disposable of, uh, we are all available to our neighbors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm Chris Kington-Barker with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, Central Coast, your public listener-supported radio station. If you recently joined us, today's show, want to enjoy the entire broadcast, it'll be available on our website at kcbx.org. Under the On Demand tab, just click on Central Coast Voices, and you'll find this show, along with our other past shows to choose from. My guests today are Michelle Barrera, founder of At Her Table, which we've been talking about, and owner of Enjoy Slow, Brittany Irasheta, chef and owner of Momotaro Ramen, and Elena Martinez, proprietor of Top Winery. At Her Table Festival runs from March 1 through 10 with over 40 free events and ticketed special events to enjoy. For more information, you can log on to athertable.com, all one word, athertable.com. And so we're coming um, up on about... About five minutes left, so I want to make sure that we're hitting all of the things that you want to talk about. And um, if you, um, if you, I, w- I want to talk just for a moment about the James Beard Foundation because it could be that a lot of people don't understand what the James Beard Foundation is. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and why it is such a big deal that they would be coming here? Yeah, the James Beard Foundation supports the culinary industry nationally. They have a number of programs. One of them is their WELL program, which is Women uh, Entrepreneurial Leadership. I am actually part of the James Beard Legacy Network cohort program. That is where they promote women of color to join a network where we can work together and create different changes. They have a number of platforms where they support the BIPOC community and women heavily. So I'm really thankful for them. They even have a chef's boot camp so young chefs can connect with other chefs and they offer grants for young chefs. And I think this is important because as creatives, I think everyone can really feel this where our services, they it's hard for them to put a price on it, to understand and to be asked to work for free. It's not something we can avoid sometimes, but I think what they're doing for this industry is elevating the knowledge of the of what the culinary industry does and why we should appreciate them, why food is so important. 
And one of the things we're doing for the James Beard Foundation dinner involves bread. And I think you'll, you'll have to he- wait and hear about it. But to me, food is so representative of life. Bread is representation of like peace and friendship, hunger, and you. It's it's just life, and I'm really thankful. And I'm glad James Beard Foundation is coming here because it has been almost two decades, and it's about time. <laughs> Great. And I want to go back to you, Brittany and um, see if there's something you want to talk about about the event that you're involved in that um, you didn't share before. That I didn't share before. Or that you want to repeat. (laughs) Um, I think, honestly, the biggest thing that maybe we didn't just extremely highlight on is, or maybe I didn't share, just how excited I really am to showcase the amount of, I think, creativity and hard work that is going into this event. Like Michelle did mention, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that are going on to make these things happen. It's not just we threw a menu together. There's a lot of moving parts. A lot of people are donating their time, their resources for the smallest details. Obviously, Sensorio, even it was amazing how many of us hadn't been there for being locals in the community. It's a gorgeous facility. It's a brand new area that the dinner is going to be hosted in. We are very fortunate to be in there. But beyond that, just the flavors and everything, the wines that are available aren't things that everybody has the ability just to taste every day. Um, And so with that being said, I'm just extremely grateful, very excited to participate and to be working alongside the chefs that I'm going to for this evening and I know that we will be seeing some familiar faces there as well, so that's exciting as well. <laughs> and what kind of what um, kind of wines or what kind of events are your is your company participating? Absolutely, in? I think um, our event's more like a happy hour um, from um, at the at the hatch, um, and the set time I believe is from. Um, 5.30 to about 8 o'clock where you'll have food, you'll have music, you'll have arts, and then you'll have wine. So uh, my wines, top winery wines will be poured there. Um, but what's exciting is just collaborating with so many wonderful, uh, talented a creative, um, independent ladies. Um, and although, you know, at her table highlights um, events, you know, from March the 1st to March the 10th, that doesn't mean we have to stop supporting one another or the community stops supporting one another during that short period of time. If not, it's just a great, um, I would say, momentum to keep supporting one another. So even if you're unable to attend those events on that specific time, Throughout the calendar year, those are the days that are more valuable for businesses. Um, There's 200 of us to support. Um, And if you're um, interested in joining the At Her Table um, the following year, Michelle will be a great point of contact. And many of us will vouch for her that she's incredible and we're lucky to have her in the Central Coast. We have a lot of great organizations here, but this one in specific, it's great to partner with. All right. I want to thank my guest, Michelle Barrera, the founder of At Her Table and owner of Enjoy Slow, uh, Brittany Arachetta, chef and owner of Momotaro Ramen, and Elena Martinez, proprietor of Top Winery. Next week, 
join your host, Lada Morty, as she speaks with guests about the importance of Women's History Month. Central Coast Voices has been sponsored by San Luis Obispo Community Foundation in collaboration with KCBX. I'm Chris Kington-Barker. Thank you for joining us.